I used to go to the beach waving my book like this is what I'm reading. And I was like 18 years old. You know, you didn't like it. Don't look at my book. You know, turn your head. You know, don't, you know, look away. You know, if you can sit there reading, you know, your, your you know, mystery. I'm going to sit here reading my bodice ripper. Like, look at this cover. Fabio's on it. Look at that. It's art, man. Welcome to Steam Scenes, the podcast about... Wait, hold on. Sure, sex is, well, sexy, but it's also sassy, and it's silly, and it's fun. Hi, I'm El Greco, and I write steamy romance. On my podcast, Steam Scenes, I'm joined by my fellow romance authors for some explosive, (laughs) see what I did there? Conversations on writing all the naughty bits. Sit back, relax, and join us for some scintillating conversation on Steam Scenes. After a 13-year hiatus, Renee's return to writing allows her to spend her days behind the scenes for a New York publisher, with her nights spent indulging in the wicked world of her anti-heroes. Beneath the glamour of work-from-home mom duties, she's a suburban misfit who always has a sarcastic comment at the ready, whether the situation calls for one or not. She's not Instagram-ready or speakerphone-friendly. We've all been warned. Welcome to Steam Seasons, Renee. It's so much fun to have you here. Thank you so much. It's fun to be here. And can I just say you are tearing up TikTok? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love you on there. I am so awkward. I think I have like, what, three TikToks up and I feel like such an ass every time I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, so do I. No, no, no. So do I. My, my husband and my, my daughters, they pushed me to go on there and I was like, no, no, no. I'm like so shy and awkward. And then I, I don't know. I just have fun on there. I just, I'm ridiculous. And you that's, that's like me. That's me so in real life. I'm just ridiculous. You are so good on it. You are so good. You have no idea. I'm like always watching your videos and I'm like, oh, she's so good at this. She's so yeah, good at this. It's like 15,000 tries to get like the one that I'm like, all right, I don't look that bad. So no, no, no. But thank you. I know, Thanks. right? It's like, like, I'm always like, do it again. Do it again. Like, how long does it take you to make one? Because I swear I'm like hours. Okay, truth. Okay, so you would, you'd be surprised. So the simple ones take me about forever. And <laughs> the really, no, it's, I don't know why. And then like the, the ones that you would think would take forever take me like two seconds. It's really really strange and I hate talking because I don't know if people can hear I have this really thick New York accent that I really don't like so if I have to talk those are the ones that take me forever to make because it's like oh no you could really hear it and then like I try to like not sound so bad but mm, no but yeah uh... so, you'd be surprised which ones take me like two seconds and which ones are like 15,000 drafts to get the right one I, and I gotta tell you your limp your lip syncing is on point I watch you and I'm like how does she do that there's no lag there is no lag it is so fucking a lot of lip syncing when I was a kid to like Madonna (laughs) and Cindy Lauper yeah I'm that old I'm that old I'm gonna be 48 so it was a lot of lip syncing to like really cheesy disco songs we are the same we are the same vintage we are the same vintage (laughs) i redeemed myself i like rock now so i I redeemed myself in my you know my late teens (laughs) look we all have a soft spot for madonna and cindy lopper and actually cindy is considered more um of the like sort of new wave the cure like they kind of lump her in there now 
Yes. Believe yes, it or not. yes. They welcomed her in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm still like all about like when I write, I have to write some candle box and you know bush and Metallica and corn. I'm all about the corn. And my my older daughter, she she's digging that now. So it's pretty cool. So like she's corn is still a, a thing. Corn concert. She's going to a corn concert in uh, August. Oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. I because I, I love corn, I, I but I I'm always like, is corn still a thing? Like I'm not sure. Yeah. They are. They are. I'm like so happy. It makes me feel not so old. And then it's, I look in the mirror. I'm like, no, girl, you're old. You're old. Oh, I, just, I just used corn in my work in progress. Like yesterday, I wrote out a scene and corn. Did you? Yeah. And corn is like features prominently in it. So <laughs> I, I put that in. I put that in my writing. I, I always have to like, you know, give a shout out to the songs as it is, you know, as I'm writing, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to, you know, let them let the readers know that this is what I'm writing to. And then I always put the playlist in the beginning of the song. And people actually follow me on Spotify, which is pretty cool. That's so, great. Nobody, and- nobody follows me. I always, a few people do, but I always have my playlists up, you know, that I, I, I can't listen to music with lyrics and write that distracts me. So I do yeah. like a lot of trance when I'm writing, if I'm listening to something um, or like movie soundtracks. Um, so I, I'm so like, I can't believe you can listen, you can listen to songs with lyrics while you write. That's really cool. Cause I can't do it. Sometimes, sometimes like I, I, my husband will laugh cause I'm like, I'll start singing along to a song. He's like, really? And I'm like, okay, I know I don't even sing good, but just, you know, just, just pretend I'm not. And then like, then I was like, like bopping my head and you know, <laughs> oh no way I'm writing. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so I do get lost in it sometimes. And, you know, my family, they know I'm off the wall. So. They, they forgive me. I know I'm so easily distracted that it's sort of like I've got to kind of like cut my cut my losses and just try to focus. <laughs> but it's weird because you know you mentioned in my bio that it's been 13 years that I was in hiatus, yeah. and actually it really wasn't a hiatus. I actually walked away from writing. I had never planned to write again. You know, there was like a whole big thing. I, mean, I don't really like to to go into it. You know, like privately I do, but you know there was like a little bit of um a big kind of private drama going on a hiccup as then. they say yeah it was a little bit of a hiccup I mean you know it's I mean I guess like mental health is like a big thing now but I was like really um I actually wrote a memoir about it and then I kind of pulled it pulled it out I published it and then I pulled it off the you know virtual shelf okay but um I, I was I went to like a really bad depression um yeah. after I had my first daughter I did in vitro fertilization okay two times, like back to back Wow. And that mess yeah, that messes you up like really, really bad. And I everyone knew it and I didn't. <laughs> so everyone kind of knew I went bananas but me. And I was like, no, nah, I'm fine. Everyone's like, Yeah, you're not fine. <laughs> no, I really am. But no, I really wasn't. I mean, is and it sort I, of like, can I ask, is it sort of like postpartum depression, but like extreme? Yes. And okay. a lot of times with postpartum depression, um, you want to harm okay, I'm Okay, I don't want to speak to everyone, but um, from what I've heard, um, you want to harm your baby. You know, okay. some some people they want to do that. I kind of went in the other extreme where I went very um possessive over my older daughter, where I wouldn't let anyone touch her, but wow. me. No one could change her diaper. No one could feed her. I wouldn't even like at one point let people like really look at her too long. I went really, really crazy, Le- legit crazy. Wow. And then um, so I wrote my book, you know, my first set of books to stay home with her because I couldn't even like be away from her for more than like 10 minutes without just really being not well in, in the brain okay and um 
you know, it's just like kind of just not, just not a healthy mindset. Right. And then I just was just all around just not being myself. And I kind of tanked my career right when it was really doing kind of on an upswing. Okay. And it was just, again, just not being me. I was trying to be everybody else, like everyone's idea of what an author should be. And just not being, you know, Renee Rocco. I wasn't even writing under my own name. And I was like this figment of my own imagination. Uh, is, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. It was just yeah. cringy and really bad. And I just wasn't being me. And were, I, just, were, I mean, I'm guessing you were writing romance. Yeah, I was actually writing paranormal romance. Okay. And it was pretty cool. And I had these really great characters. And I actually lost my brother right around that same time also. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was like a perfect storm of just mental... <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So I completely walked away. And um I actually opened up my own romance. Well, not romance, but it was at that point um a general small fiction okay. publishing house, my yep. husband and I. And it actually was doing really, really well. <laughs> really well. And again, on an upswing. And in 2014, we sold it to Kensington, Kensington Publishing. And I actually worked for them and it's amazing. It's like a dream come true. And we're having a ball, you know, doing that. And it's really well. So I, I you know, I just really didn't think I was ever going to write again. And then I just kind of missed it. I missed the whole thing. And then the pandemic, I'm sorry if you hear my phone. I have to like. That's okay. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> my kids are texting me. They're <laughs> NPR, believe me. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so tacky. But I'm a mom. See, I'm me. I'm ridiculous. I'm a mom. I'm so real. It happens. <laughs> I mean, believe yeah. me, it happens. Like I, I'm a work from home mom. That's exactly <laughs> my life. I totally get it. Yeah, the pandemic happened, and you know, my kids were home, and I just want to show them that you could still kind of just follow everything. You know, no, even when life just all around you was going crazy, mm-hmm. and I was, I always worked from home. You know, Kensington was so kind. They, you know, after I sold the company, them they allowed me to, to continue to raise my kids and work from home. So I just wanted to show my children that you could, you know, no matter what's going on in life, you could still always do what you want to do. Just work around the situation you have. And I put my money where my mouth was. Right. And right. I just, I wrote, I wrote my book. I wrote race. And I came, I, I dusted myself off and I came out of like retirement. I just, just called it a hiatus. I love it. And, uh, but I didn't plan on publishing it. And then uh, an editor friend of mine was like, no, you have to publish it. And I was like, really? You think? And she was like, no, 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 you really do. And I was like, uh, all right. And I took a chance. And even though like I made a fool out of myself 13 years ago, I was really afraid of putting myself back out there. But everyone was so welcoming and so amazing. And I should have never doubted the romance community because God, you guys are so cool. Oh my God. It was just, it was a homecoming. It really was. That, and That's yeah. excellent. And the book is phenomenal, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. It is so violent. And so- <laughs> And I love, like, I love violent shit. So I was like, oh, it is so violent and yet so beautiful. Like, the characters are so flawed and so, like, beautifully flawed. It's such a great, I mean, it's not a debut because you're back, but it's the debut under your name, really. You know, it's your kind of coming out party, I guess. Well, a lot of people, they don't realize, like, you know, that I was a writer. And I kind of wanted, like, I wanted to start fresh, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, I don't know. I well, it sounds like you have, like, if you were, you know, you had your own small publishing 
um, you know, press uh, or house essentially that yes. was so successful that a major romance publisher picked it up. I mean, you clearly have good taste when it comes to <laughs> to picking, you know, picking books. And I imagine that carries over with what you're writing. You know, you, you would think, but when you're writing it yourself, first of all, you'd never see your own, your own sloppy, you know, <laughs> you just don't. And, you know, you're too close to the flame. You know, everyone thinks that they, okay, I, I don't really like talking about everyone. I, I don't, I don't talk in broad strokes. Myself, I always like to talk about, you know, I sit in first person. So I don't, I don't see my own, my own shit. <laughs> so right. I think I wrote a great book, but that doesn't mean, you know, my, my book, my book isn't for everyone. And I get that. Like I did my first time for the first time in 15 years. I did it on Saturday and it was so cool. Well, <laughs> not cool to me billion degrees but, but it was I, like, I saw oh, you were point pleasant I was like yeah, yes was oh, was so cool. <laughs> but then like you know a woman showed up and she was very nice but you know you know you get the, the whole you know oh it's smut and yeah it is I, I write smut and I'm proud of it like it's not for everyone and I get that and yeah you know I use power tools on race you know I I taught you the shit out of him and you know yeah they have like you know dirty sex and yeah and it's fun and it's mm -hmm. okay. And like one of my TikTok videos that I just made like two days ago that's saved in drafts and I'm, it's coming out like, you know, someone very close to me, very, very close to me, like extremely close to me, told me, oh, you're so talented. When are you going to write a real book? <gasps> you know, oh, mm. yeah. Oh, I get I, that a lot. I saw your TikTok about the smut comment. Mm -hmm. you know and I was like oh yeah that yeah I get like uh -huh. I get that like the, there is that sort of um label for the books that we, we write and I think yeah. that it's like you know and it does frustrate me because I really think that that comes from a place of misogyny yeah but you know what that you know what that makes me do <laughs> makes me get my character to thrust a little deeper <laughs> you know <laughs> Put his hands around her throat a little harder, you know. No, no you you're think not gonna that see was me. <laughs> Wait yeah, till you're not going to see me. Uh-uh. You're going to make me, you know, write a little bit dirtier. You're not. You're never going to shame me. Right. And no one should, you know. That you know, back when I first started writing, you know, people can't understand now. Like the authors that are coming up now, the younger generation of readers now, they don't understand what it was like for when. Authors like me that were coming up when ebooks first started. Yeah. What it was like for us. First yeah. of all, independent authors, we were the nasty authors of the industry. Yes. You know, like yes. we were looked down upon like, yeah. ew, ew. We cheated. And, you know, and, uh, we cheated. We were cheating. Author, yeah. Yeah. Like, we were oh, cheating the trash. system. Yep, we were cheating the you system. Know. We weren't good enough. Our yeah. books weren't good enough. That's why we had to do vanity publishing. Exactly. Um, people still call it that some in some places. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and then the the kind of writing, the dark romance authors mm -hmm. and, you know, the smut. And I, look, I, I call it smut because it's what it is. I love it. You know, I embrace it. But we were considered like erotic romance authors. And oh, my God, people wouldn't touch these types of stories. Yep. yep and yep. it was like we were like the dirty, you know, we were like shoved in the dirty corner of, of, of the industry. And we yeah. weren't even part of the industry. Like we weren't welcome at conventions and conferences and, you know, no one would even like look at us. That's why eBooks did well. Like, yeah, I don't care what anyone says, you know, that's why eBooks did well because women were able to read them 
without anyone seeing the covers or, you know, you know, we could read them, you know, sitting on a bus or sitting, you know, in public trans transportation or, you know, you could be sitting on your own couch and your husband or your children couldn't see what you were reading. <laughs> right, 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 right. The freedom and, you know, that people have today that, you know, the women are just, they, they, they bust it on out and they're like, yep, this is what I'm reading. You don't like it? Too bad. Right. It is something so beautiful. I love it. I love seeing, you know, the way that people changed and how freeing it was. It's like, oh my God, like, look, that woman's reading, you know, I'm, I'm going to just say my book just for the sake of I'm talking about, you know, myself, you know, she's reading Wraith out in the open. That would have never been like 15 years ago. Right. You know, with, 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 you know a half naked man on the cover. Like those were considered like bodice rippers and those were like uh, uh, considered a joke. Yeah. Now yep. women are like, yep, this is what I'm reading. You don't like it? <laughs> don't look. Like, you know, like when the yeah. woman, she's like, oh, smut. Yeah, it is. And it's, I'm <laughs> proud, man. And it's like, fun to read. <laughs> I'm right next to a woman who's like literally like writing literature, like, you know, because I'm not considered literature, you know, I'm considered smut and I'm standing right next to her and I'm proud as punch. You don't like it? You know, okay. Yep. Yep. I was walking up to people like, come here, come here. The woman looks at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, you need a book boyfriend. And I'm like poking at my book. I'm like, you need a new book boyfriend. I'm nuts. But that's the freedom that we have doing, you know, writing what we have and doing what we do. We can have a little bit more fun with our genre that's what it's for our genre is to have fun with and I think you can speak to this as as sort of you know straddling both sides as writer and publisher Mm -hmm. um you know I I know that a lot of these books like when they say you know when they (laughs) the ubiquitous they um (laughs) would sort of come at it at independent authors with you're not a real writer and all of that shit you know it's it's actually because the publishing houses were not responding, I don't think, to reader demands or reader tastes. And so, no. you know, like, if you send an agent, let's say a manuscript, it, and they don't accept it, or, you know, or a publisher manuscript, and they don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that the book you wrote is bad. It just means nope. that they don't think they can sell it. No. So talent I used to love when those books would hit my desk when I was Lyrical Press. Oh, my God. I would die for one of those books. But People were so afraid that they would be rejected. It was like, right. no, send them, send them, please. Right. Because readers would eat those up. Those were our bestsellers. Right, right. And I don't know why the publishing houses took so long to sort of figure that out. No, they, they caught up, though. They, you know, they realized. When women, like, I think it was, again, women just, and I want to say women because that's like the biggest uh, demographic of readers for romance right they stopped being embarrassed of what they wanted to read yeah you know they yep. busted on out like this is what we're gonna read if you don't like it tough right and it was like bravo man bravo <laughs> yes <laughs> yay finally because i've never been embarrassed i used to go to the beach waving my book like this is what i'm reading and i was like 18 years old you yeah know, you didn't like it don't look at my book yeah you know turn your head, you know, don't, you know, look away, you know, you can sit there reading, you know, your, your, you know, mystery. I'm going to sit here reading my bodice ripper. Like, look at this cover. (laughs) Fabio's on it. Look at that. It's It's, art, man. (laughs) It's always worth pointing out that Jane Austen was shunned uh, with her books. You know, um, she was also sort of when, when her books came out, 
the contemporaries of Jane Austen kind of shunned her because they felt that she wasn't writing uh, serious literature. So, yes. you know, I always like to point that out in these conversations. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, some of the conversations I have with my husband after the kids go to sleep. I'm like, honey, can I ask you a question about your balls? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, well, no, seriously, let me ask you a question. Like, I know that I've asked you this before, but when we're having sex, now this is a serious question, Frankie, when we're having sex, like when you're thrusting, do your balls tighten up? He's like, are you fucking out of your mind? I'm like, does your left one get a little bit tight? He's like, Renee, this is why I married you. He's like, this is why we're best friends. Because this conversation would never happen with a sane person. And he's like, please tell me this is for research. I'm like, no, no. Okay, so listen, because I'm right in jest. And right about now, they've been, I like, I've been stuck on this scene for four days. So, serious question. When your bowl's deep, <laughs> I got a <laughs> <jam> with you. <laughs> I love but it. when you're a romance writer, when you're writing dark romance, you know, I'm like, all right, serious question, Frankie. He's like, no, 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 no. He starts running the other question. way. <laughs> He's like, give me a beer for this one. <laughs> Like, I'll come home with, like, a case of beer. I'm like, boom, serious question, Frankie. He's like, oh, here we go. Here we I got go. something to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he'll, like, you know, he's in the bathroom. This is what he is. He's like, go away. Go away. Like, serious question. He's like, this is not going to be a serious question. Just ask it. I'm like, all right. So, all right. is it true when you're having, you know, when we're having sex? Does the inside of the vagina, he's like, get out. <laughs> I'm like, I was just asking. He's like, you're 48 years old. He's like, you're going to be 48. Didn't I answer this one about 10 times already? I'm like, I'm just making sure. I'm accurate. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Being married to a romance novelist. I love it. They that. think it's easy. People think it's easy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. How long does it take for a body to decompose? How long? Because <laughs> I no, started writing. You have, yeah, you know, a, a power tool, and you're drilling into someone's deltoid. What would it feel like? I swear to God, FBI search. <laughs> I started writing urban fantasy when I started. So it's like definitely that, you know, those sort of like weird questions and the yeah. weird Google searches and all that. Yeah, I totally, totally get it. But again, it's fun. You, it, you're not having fun with what you're writing, whether you're writing a torture scene, which for some weird reason, which I was just talking to my friend Lex. I could fly through a torture scene yep. like it's nothing. I could write those. I can write an entire chapter, like a 5,000, you know, word torture scene in under, like, no kidding, like maybe an hour. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm the same with fight scenes. I can write a fight scene in like no time. I, I breeze through them. But when, when it get... gets, to, I'm like, whew, right through it. But when it gets to the intimate scenes, how long does it take you? Do you slow down? Okay. Jester and Faith, they have been having sex for four days. <laughs> four days. I just finished the scene last night. It took me four days to write their scene. And how many, how many, how many, what's the word count? Do you know offhand? I'm just oh, curious. I want to say like it's 4,000 words. Okay. So four days to write 4,000 words. Yeah. 
I totally feel this because the same thing happens to me. Do, do you have any idea why you slow down at that point? Um. Okay. So, I first of all, I want to get it. I want to get it right. Right. Like really, I really want to get it right because that's like first of all, I don't put a lot of sex scenes in my books. Even you know, okay, race and gesture. They're my first two books coming out of again that thirteen year hiatus. So I'm going back to also the three novels that I wrote 13 years ago. Okay. So I, I've never put a lot of sex in my books, but they are very meaningful and they are very graphic. Okay. Yep. I want to get them perfect because I don't put a lot of them in. Yeah. So when I do, they have to really be very impactful and they have to be very meaningful to the book. Right. And they have to really makes sense to the characters right and there's so much emotion going on in them so it's not just like you know insert penis into vagina and I and I don't <laughs> and I really don't like to do a very uh, paint by numbers right you know yep so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of movement going on there's a lot of emotion going on so yeah, I, I do. I do take a little bit more time to write those. And again, the way that my brain is wired, <laughs> I am a really psychotic person when it comes to a lot of things. <laughs> like, I freely admit it. Okay, I'm a psychopath. When I, I, I'm a product of my upbringing. I did not have an easy childhood. You know, I, yeah. I, I know it. I acknowledge it. it. I wrote it in my mem. I think I wrote it in my memoir. Maybe I skirted around it. Whatever. But I am. If you read race, a lot of race is a lot of my childhood thrown in there. And when I write not Jester, but Havoc, which is the next book in the series, Mm -hmm. Havoc, the actual character of Havoc, a lot of him is going to come from a lot of me. Wow. And yeah, I did not have an easy childhood. So a lot of the pain of my characters and a lot of um, uh, their emotional bullshit (laughs) like the the physical shit that they've gone through is coming from a lot of the physical shit that I've gone through so yeah I've I've really have a messed up brain so the the torture shit boom I can write that no problem I pull that right out of me um so it takes me a little bit longer to get in touch with the emotional aspects of shit yeah like I really got to kind of dig deep for that you know and also this is going to sound really weird. Um, I like to separate what I have with my husband from what I have the uh, the intimacy I put in my books. Because I no, never want to get that. I get. Yeah, I understand I what yeah. you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want anyone to have a glimpse of what I have with my husband. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like I know a lot of authors that I, that I know, um, they put a lot of their own. And actually, the the funny thing was, I just and I don't know, I don't remember who it was. But um, an author on TikTok, she made a TikTok video because I also troll TikTok. I'm not just making the videos. I'm watching everyone's. I'm so <laughs> addicted to it. Uh, she actually made a whole TikTok video about how she puts a lot of what her and her husband do in the bedroom in her book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know it's yeah. a little uncomfortable. I don't like, you know, whatever I do with my husband, even if I'm putting it in the book, I, it's not for my readers to know or not know. 
Yeah. So there is yeah. a separation there. You know, do, do you get that? Cause I, every once in a while, like when people, I don't, I'm, I, you know, people know I write, they don't necessarily know what I write. I, cause yeah. I write, um, my romance under a pen, not like I'm like, it's, it's like, I, I, I'm completely open with what my pen name is and who yeah. I, you know, but, um, but I still think people don't ult- are, are kind of ultimately lazy and don't really check. So, yeah. you know, usually I don't really come out and sort of say it because I swear to God, every time I do, and I'm with my husband they sort of look at him and they're like, well, you must have a fun sex life. And I just think it's so inappropriate. Well, you know what? I was, when I first started writing, um, I had every intention of separating me from, from my writing. Right. But they, they kind of overlapped when I, uh, okay. I have to go back to, the 13 years ago um it i kind of got before doxing was a thing right i got doxed ew and yeah oh. i know i know i got doxed and people who knew me as a, you know who knew i was a writer um gave all of my information online and very gleefully uh doxed me all over the internet Jesus so Christ. who i was came out and I didn't deny who I was, whatever. And it just, there I was out in the open. So I just kind of embraced it, whatever. And it, it, it was what it was. And that, that's what it was. Right. I, I was out there and whatever. Okay. I, I, at that point, I kind of really didn't care. Like I said, I was all emotionally messed up anyway. So I just kind of embraced it and I ran with it. And then, you know, when I opened up Lyrical Press, I, I was already out there. So right. there was no denying who I was. I, I, I didn't care. So, you know, now, you know, when people look at me for who I am, you know, it is what it is and whatever. They can look at my husband and they could think we have, you know, all the fun time in the world. I, I really don't. I really don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, if, if that's what they're thinking. Okay. <laughs> if they think, I don't know. So I, I've never... Did you, did you, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, they, they can think whatever they want and more power to them. <laughs> now, did you always want to be a writer or did, always. or did that come later? Nope, always. Okay. Uh, I used to write, when I was a little kid, I wrote science fiction. Okay. And it was, was funny. I wrote uh, a story about a hole in the sky, which was a lot like the never ending story. <laughs> I was not plagiarizing that. It just so happened. And I just wrote a lot like that. And my English teacher said I was strange. Oh, uh, and I yeah, and I would never be God. a writer. Ha uh-huh. ha. On oh, you, Mr. Sherman. <laughs> I never forgot that little asshole's name. And uh, yeah, so on him. <laughs> so yeah, he said I was going to be uh, would never amount to being a writer. And uh, and then at 15, my mother, I had strep throat, and at that point, you had to stay home for 10 days. Yep. And my mother, uh, I don't know how she got a romance novel because the woman never read romance a day in her life. Still doesn't, never read a single word that I ever wrote. Claims she did, but she never did. Uh, she, I must have been driving the, you know, her baddie and she flung Shauna by Catherine E. Woodward. She was like, here, read this. Like, just leave me alone. And I was hooked. Really? And from that moment on, I was 10, 15 years old. From that moment on, that was it. I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wanted to be a writer. What did and it for in- you? What was it? Everything, the happily ever after, the the just the, the the I mean, oh God, everything. The the way the words 
explode on the page. I, I, I liked the, the purple prose. I was a dramatic kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I was. Oh, my God. Which is funny because I'm awkward and shy now. Like, I, you know, I seem like the way I talk, like, oh, my God, I have a big personality. But I kind of really don't. Like, I'm a clown. You know, I'm right. ridiculous. But if you put me in a group, I'm like the shyest one in the bunch. But back then, when I was a kid, put me on a stage, I would have been like, ah, oh, you know, like whatever, like the fainting, you know, like, uh, you know, ah, oh, you know, the, the fainting on the couch and everything, like, uh, forget it. I was like the drama queen. It was ridiculous. Like, I loved everything about it. Like, I imagine with the, you know, the, the silk robe romance novelist with the fluffy slippers and the whole thing. I wanted, that's what I wanted. That's awesome. I wanted to be like, Joanna Lindsay and Julie Garwood and you know Laura Kinsa like that's who I wanted to be when you, I grew up. Do you remember because it's so funny because it's just sort of came to me and I was like oh my god of course I remember um watching Romancing the Stone in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? We're the same and I was like oh I want to be her I, you know yep. Kathleen Turner's character yep. I thought that was it. I thought that yep. was it. I just wanted to be her. Yep. I wanted to sort of have this great New York City apartment and talk to my publisher or my editor and just yep. like have this like, you know, phenomenal like career where you can just sort of make up these wild stories. Yep. That's exactly what I wanted to be. Yeah. That's, and that's all I wanted to be. Like when I was like really young, like younger than that, I wanted to be an archaeologist and I wanted to study ancient Egypt. Oh, cool. Either either that or medieval England. Either one of those. I would have mm. taken either one. Yep. And then the funny thing was, it was from romance novels, actually. I read a book about William, the well, not a, a book about, but William the Conqueror was, you know, he had a little, like, little bit uh, in, in a book that I was reading. And I fell in love with him. I actually fell in love with William the Conqueror. And because of that, I have a love of medieval history, of medieval England and Scotland. I love medieval stuff, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. everything as an adult that I love all came out of romance novels. Amazing. So like when people are like, oh, why don't you like, you know, read real books or really because everything that I love as an adult, every meaningful piece of knowledge that I have as an adult all came out of something that had to do with what I've learned from romance novels. Right. So really? <laughs> okay. I have all historical things in like, you know, trinkets and stuff in my house. I have all historical knowledge in, in my brain all came out of what I learned out of, you know, romance novels. So what yep. do you mean real books? And they're not. And, I've learned from them. <laughs> and romance novelists are often not wrong. They are meticulously researched, those historicals. Yeah. Like meticulously. Um, so, you know, so it's like, yeah, you can learn from these books. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, my first books were, I, they were about, about vampires. And my characters were Templar Knights. And, oh, cool. Mm -hmm, and the research, well, I've been researching them since I was a kid. Right. But the research I put in to make sure that their history that I mentioned in those books mm -hmm. were so accurate because I knew that readers, my readers and romance readers are so smart yep. that one wrong thing, <laughs> one wrong tiny word about their history, I would get slaughtered yep. because they are, you guys are so smart yep. and you know, you have to be accurate. Yep. Or you, you get called on the carpet. And there was no way I was going to disappoint my, my historical readers because, oh my God, I would have been, been crucified. I would have been, rightly so. Yeah. Because 
here I am writing about something from history. If I didn't, if I didn't nail that, I, I, I would have been shamed. Yeah. Yeah. And even contemporary, you know, because, you know, I write in, well, at the moment I'm writing in this sort of like rock star world. And, you know, I, for my day job, I know, you know, I have, I have sort of real lived experience through, you know, the entertainment industry, but there are some things I just don't know in terms of like, studio you know uh, being in the studio and recording and what's the word for this and what kind of microphone do you use? so so that yep. I have to go back and do some like hardcore research to make sure that I get it right yeah you know yeah. different instruments you know that sort of thing so yeah it's it's kind of um it's kind of interesting how how much work we actually do like beyond writing in terms of the research to make sure that everything is is as close to accurate as possible well, I'll give you a little an insider tip for your readers and you. Um, one of the oh, spoiler actually, with with Jester, um, no one knows this yet except uh, just like just only people who've been uh you know my my two beta readers, um, Faith, which is his heroine, uh, she has type one diabetes, which as you know we talked about before the podcast began, yeah. uh, my. 10 year old daughter was just diagnosed with type one diabetes in February. So we're kind of dealing with that. And I'm learning about that, you know, yeah. as, as in real time, as my daughter deals with it. So as a love letter to my 10 year old, I promised her that I would give faith type one diabetes. So, That's my, character, That's yeah, so my character is dealing with that. And let me tell you to get that accurate, has been a nightmare because I, I know that even if I have one reader who has type one diabetes, I bet a male and yeah. adult with type one diabetes, but in the forward of the book, I am making sure that I put in that as a love letter to my daughter, even if an adult having it, if I am not writing it accurately, please forgive me because I am writing it in real time. Right. As my daughter experiences it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm not getting it 100% accurate to an adult, give me a little leeway because this is dedicated to my child. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, but I know that, you know, I have to be accurate. Like I have to get as close to an adult having this, but you know, you owe it to your readers, you know, for everything that you do, whether you're writing something historical or whether you're writing something, you know, something fantasy something you know set so far in the future for science fiction you know even when you're world building something from scratch right you you have to be so accurate you know, like lord of the rings you know you have when you're world building from nothing you better keep a spreadsheet so you know something right. because when you're some writing something from book one and you know you, you know you're on book like 10 and oh wait a minute you change something in book 10 that was in book one, your readers will catch that. Yeah. And they will call you on it. So <laughs> you bet you better be accurate. I have running spreadsheets that I started from the from page one with race because I'm going for five books with this series and I better make sure that I'm accurate. I have character descriptions from everything from someone's beard, whether it has white hair in it or not, if a character is older, right, to right, tattoos right. because they'll catch it. And they'll call me on it. 
Yeah, I need to actually need to do that. I'm not as good with that as I should be. And so I end up having to like go back and search my books, which takes forever. And I need to, I actually should just sit down and write a Bible. Um, but, you know, I just never do because there's never, I just like, there's never enough time. You got to start that when you start your book. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Google spreadsheets because then you could open on multiple devices. Ha uh-huh. ha, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I got over one in Google spreadsheets. Yep, I can pick it up on my desktop or on my laptop. Uh-huh, I got that one. <laughs> so I'm curious. That, I can't you... take credit for that. An author, an, an author friend told me to do that, and I've been following that advice. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I really need to do it, and I, I should, and I'm going to. I'm going to. This is it. This is it. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I am going to start the spreadsheet, <laughs> and I'm going to start keeping these Bibles because I need to. And it's stupid that I don't. So well, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to check in on I'm gonna check in. on you with that. <laughs> okay. So if it takes you four days to write your steamy scene, do you have a process before you, like, is there like some sort of, I don't know, Zen thing? What, what is no. your process? Do you have a process? No, I just get no. to the okay. scene. I'm like, all right, where's it going to go? Where's it going to do it? <laughs> Cracking your That's knuckles it. and let's go. <laughs> That's it. It's time. I'm diving in. <laughs> we got, they got to do it. It's something that has to happen. With Wraith, with Ray, it was funny because um, I, had, I wrote the whole book. And I, I so I, I don't outline. I never outline. With Jester, I did a little bit. Yep. Um, with Wraith, I didn't at all. I completely okay. pants that one. So I would get to, you know, the way that I write, I, I, I have like, I, I have like chapters. So obviously, ha ha ha, chapters. But, but like, I like to contain the sex to one whole chapter. Okay. So I knew which chapter was going to have the sex. And it said in the chapter, the sex. And the that sex. was it. Like, that was the whole thing. It's just the sex. <laughs> Don't laugh. I, I love laugh. it. <laughs> so it the sex. Not just it, the sex. And then I wrote the rest of the book. And then it said the sex again. And it like, <clears throat> so it had like a little bit and then like the sex. And that was it. And then I actually finished the book. And then I went, oh, shit. You and I had to go back it. and write the set. Oh, my God. And, like, so with Jester, I, with my friends, I have you know, two very, very close friends, Carrie, Carrie and Lex. And I, they have been, like, holding my hand so far through the whole book. So, again, little insider tip. I really thought that Jester was going to be a filler book. So, Jester is really? literally, he lives up. Yes. So, Jester kind of lives up to his name. He is, like, the class clown of the series. So I have Wraith and um, Malice was actually supposed to be the third book in the series. And then it was supposed to be Havoc. Um, so it was Wraith, Jester, Malice, Havoc, and Discord. Okay. So it was supposed to go from Wraith to Jester to Malice. And then for some reason, it kind of got jumbled and Havoc is coming after Jester. So Jester was just supposed to be a really kind of a quick one just to get to like the meaty one, you know, the torturous, right. dark you know, one, nope, I ended up kind of loving this one. And these characters kind of really grew on me. And their story, although it was very simple, um, like the plot of the story is kind of very simple. Their love story just, I, I was just texting Lex this morning. I said, I don't know what happened. I ended up like, it, this book started out as a really big chore for me to write. Mm. and they these characters became my friends like yeah. and then I'm like oh my god I sound like a psychopath no. but they did like I, they grew on me like I love them and to the point where I'm like, I can't wait to be finished with the book just so I can give them their happily ever after like they are just such great characters in my head yeah. 
So okay, this makes me feel better about what because I'm <laughs> fifty thousand words in and I still don't know what the fuck's going on in my next book. <laughs> okay, so this book was only supposed to be like at most seventy thousand words. I am now at sixty nine thousand words, and I'm only on chapter like thirteen. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like screwed here. Anyway, so <laughs> so I'm I'm writing this right, and now. So now I'm up to like, like I said, I just finished our sex scene. And it's like, mm-hmm. instead of like writing like the sex, like I usually do, I actually wrote their scene, but like I got to it and I'm like, oh, okay. I can write this. Like I knew where I was going with it. I didn't have to like jump around. It right. flowed. Whereas like rape was all about like the torture and the blood and yeah. The, yeah. The ripping him apart with power tools, which was kind of fun to do. <laughs> Like, Jester is all about, like, character and, like, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, wow, this is, like, fun. And their their sex scene is fun and everything is, like, fun. And I'm like, oh, look at you, girl, writing, like, a whole romance novel. Like, go you. Like, I was patting myself on the back last night. I'm like, wow, you wrote that whole thing. It only took you four days. But, yeah, there's, like, no zen or anything. We're just, like, bare knuckling. Like, come on, girl. Like, you got this. Like, like, usually, like, I do, like, the sex. And then fill it in afterwards. I didn't have to do that. I was so proud of me. Like, I almost gave myself a cookie. And then I remembered, you know, summer's here. I can't afford that cookie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wanted it, though. But I didn't have it. I resisted. <laughs> so I love that you're sort of turning the idea of villains on its head with this series. Um, you know, what makes the bad boys so damn sexy? Oh, God, everything. Every yes. single thing. Yeah. Like, seriously. Okay, so... I don't know. With with regular old heroes, they oh god, this is gonna sound terrible, but like they're very nice. Yeah. And they are they're they're nice. And nice is nice, but nice is nice. Yeah. The villains and the bad boys, they're not nice. <laughs> they're nice. They're 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 nice to the to the people that they love. Like yeah. But they're nice to a point. Yeah. Uh, how do I put this? Like, okay, so my husband, when I, um, my husband is, if he was in a romance novel, my husband would be the anti-hero. Okay. My hu- when I met my husband, I was coming out of, my husband was my best friend. So, and I'm going to, again, I, I talk about myself because I don't talk, I don't talk to anybody else. And my right. husband, when I met him, he, to me, was everything I had been looking for. He was everything um, that I had been reading in a romance novel, which was like, holy shit. That's um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but we were best friends, which, was, which made me sad because I didn't think I could, I could have him. And then I right. could. And I was like, yay, holy shit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> and he's really good looking too, which is awesome. No. So <laughs> he's hot. But anyway. <laughs> I'm so in love. Okay. Anyway, all right, all right. Back, back to this. Okay, but we'll use my husband. So when when I met my husband, he, my husband is um, uh, all right. So I was coming out of a very bad relationship, and okay. I was very uh, vulnerable, and I felt very unprotected. Mm-hmm. Not that I need protection, because I'm a very strong woman. Like I, you know, I'll, you know, I'm four feet, uh, four foot ten, but I think I'm like twelve feet tall. Nice. <laughs> like I can nice. like, take on the whole world. I can't, yeah. but I think I can. Um, so my husband told me, and this is going to sound really, really terrible, but as dark romance readers, 
We will appreciate this. He said, if anyone ever hurts you, I'll put them on a fucking meat hook and I'll watch them bleed out. And I thought that was just the sweetest thing anyone had ever said to me. And I knew right then I had found the man for me. And I went home and I was like, I'm going to marry this man. Like, it was just so sweet. Like, come on. But no, seriously. I love it. I actually, I love it. It was so sweet. And I know it sounds psychotic. And to other people, that sounds psychotic. But when, you know, when anyone could say, I love you, anyone can say, I'll protect you, anyone could say, I'll take a bullet for you. Right. And, but who really means that? You know, and it all goes back to that whole saying that we're seeing everywhere these days. And I think I even put it in my book because it's everywhere these days. It's such like a, it's such a meme that's going around. Like the hero will sacrifice the, the you know, the woman for the world, but the villain will sacrifice yes. the world, uh, the, the world for their woman. Yeah. 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 That's but, what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what yeah. I have. And, uh, you know, what woman wouldn't want that? but that's the anti-hero that's the villain yeah you know I that's what I wanted because I had someone who was telling me they loved me out of one side of their mouth but out of the other was telling me I was stupid I was ugly uh, I was worthless um I was easily replaceable these Oof. were the things that I heard from when I was 15 until I was 27 Oof. you know and that shit scarred me like I'm for like I'm gonna be 48 in July I have been away from that since I'm 27 years old. I still look in the mirror and I still see someone who is unlovable and ugly and stupid and worthless. And I don't care how many times my husband tells me he loves me and I have worth and how many, you know, how much accomplishment I have, you know, how much success I have had over the years. I still feel that way. Yeah. I know. Words totally, have yep. I totally get you know? it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. 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 You know, but now I have someone who, if someone will ever hurt me, yeah. that man will rip them to fucking shreds. Yeah. Oh, can I, mean, I it's say sort the of like, word on here? It's sort of like, like, you know, I know that, you know, that's easy enough for a guy to be like, oh, I'd die for you. And it's like, yeah, but would you kill for me? Exactly. That's the appeal of a villain. Yeah. That's the appeal of an anti-hero. Yeah. That's the kind of person that I write because that's the kind of person I wanted. And that's the kind of person I have. Right. You know, that if someone tries to hurt my family, you know, our daughters or me, my husband, well, shit. Okay. He got to go to jail. All right. right. He knows I'll take care of the kids. Like I got them, you know, he's going to go into Rambo mode, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, um, that's sexy. That is sexy. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, ma'am. Yeah, it is. You know, okay. Someone, who, someone who's not afraid to get his hands dirty, but and that goes yeah. uh, go back to a sex scene. That's that's sexy when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. You know, who who wants someone who's gonna be like all oh, vanilla? Like, okay, toothbrush and we're done. No thanks. No, nope. you could save that. Nope. Go. You know. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, who wants to read that? Who wants to read a half a page of vanilla sex? A woman wants to read about a guy who's going to not be afraid to get very dirty to yep. make his woman feel good. Yeah. That's what women want. Exactly. Exactly. And okay, let's read. Women that, you know, we know that read <laughs> our books want and yay us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's read some Wraith. I'm I'm excited no, to No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> no, we're going to read this. Okay, can you send I'm No, 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 I'm sweating. Look, I'm going to be 48. Now you just gave me a hot flash. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're good. It's okay. I'm sweating too. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can you set the scene up for us? Where are where are we in the book? What do you mean? Oh, the scene that you sent me. I don't remember what scene I sent. You. Oh my god! Well, they're having sex, so it's the, it's the sex. Okay, okay. Well, wait, there, there, there's more than one scene. Which one? Oh, which one? Okay, you know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna start reading, and we can talk no. about it as we go. Oh god, <laughs> embarrassing. Okay, okay. Don't worry, we're good. We're good. This is great. You're you're good. Good. Okay. Wraith's mouth is hot and demanding. He swirls his tongue around around my nipples, sucking and pulling at my breasts until I'm panting his name, losing what fragile hold I have on my control. But he doesn't linger long before continuing a path down my torso. When he reaches his destination between my legs, he glides a finger along the waistband of my panties, his lips curling into a devious grin. Cute. I gave birth of a night off. He chokes out a laugh. You named your underwear. <laughs> when they're as sturdy as her, they've earned the respect of a name. Wraith kisses my inner thigh and I hiss in a breath. God, I missed you while you were gone. His casual admission sets my soul on fire. Well, I'm staying, so you're stuck with me. Whoo! Casual admission sets my soul on fire. I loved this little bit. I loved it. And I love how you've got this great balance between the physical and the emotional sensations. Um, it's you. such a great balance. How do you get it okay. right? Okay, well, so the underwear naming. All right, yeah. So that that is an ode to every woman who has been caught with granny panties on. <laughs> We've all, We've been, all been there. there. <laughs> we have all been there. Okay. We all have those nasty ass granny panties. We all have them shoved in the back of our drawer and we have all been caught wearing them. So yeah. And let me tell you, I have actually gotten quite a few emails from readers who have been like, oh my God, Bertha. Yeah. And that was it. Like Bertha, love that. And I'm like, oh good. Okay. So you got the joke. Yay. They got the joke. Okay, we all have Bertha. We yes, all have those. We do all have Bertha. Yes. We do. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, I want to read a bit more because this this section, this next section, absolutely like gutted me. It was so gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> he nips my thigh. I yelp at the pain, even as a thrill sends a wave of warmth to my sex. He presses a hand on my stomach to settle me back against the pillows. I close my eyes and hold my breath as Wraith slides my panties down my legs. I fist my hands and wait for his rejection. True, he's already seen me in a bra and panties and was up close and personal with my vagina. But still, insecurity is an ugly thing and doesn't magically go away. In fact, I want to crawl under the blanket and hide. Dive in a shadow, hop in a car and drive to another state. Anything to escape Wraith's reluctance acceptance of my flawed body. Yes, he's just as flawed as me, even more, but when it's you, it feels different. Too close to bones, too close to the bones. My scars are a curse I've worn all my life, an ugliness I've hidden from the world. He doesn't wear his like a shame, but rather they're in honor of what he survived. And I can feel myself do what I never thought I would. I wither under his scrutiny. You're fucking beautiful. My eyes pop open, and there it is, hunger as Wraith stares down at me, not disgust or forced enthusiasm, not rejection. 
and not because of our shared imperfection. It's as if Wraith sees past my scars to the person underneath them. And when he kisses a path down my abdomen, shame and self-loathing finally die inside my heart, at least for tonight. Wraith pulls breathy moans from me as he slides in one finger, stretching me. A thousand sparks of light explode behind my eyes. His mouth is hot, his tongue working my clit as he glides a second finger in me. I bury my hands in his hair and turn my head to the pillow and smother my cries as my body shatters under his touch. My God, this that whole thing was just so beautiful. Thank you. And so much pain and and desire and like it's all sort of wrapped up in this tight little ball here between them and and, and particularly for her. Um, I just thought it was gorgeous. They both have these scars, physical and internal, you know, outer and inner. Um, and disfigurement. That's like a big part of this particular book. Um, and I thought that you did such a great job with it and actually made it super sexy. Yeah, well, they're both uh, really messed up. So yeah. inside and out. Yeah. But I just and, like it. Um, and what and I was saying before they, about like yeah, when I yeah. write those. I'm sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted, when I write those scenes, I wanted to put the balance of movement and emotion. That's yeah. why they take me so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, keep taking your time because I really thought that that was like, like so beautiful to take a break from just the, the physical part of the sex, the sex, and <laughs> actually sort of like really kind of go very internal like very, very internal with her and sort of, you know, because you set it up at the very, like the very beginning of the book when we see them as sort of the uh, kids and like high school when they knew each other and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and before she, she had gone away because she killed her father who was abusing her, like very severely abusing her. Mm -hmm. And, and it was talking about how she had all of these scars along her body from her dad, from her, from the abuse. And then um, that she was always trying to hide, you know, and yep. then we cut to sort of Wraith and the predicament that he's in and he's in this dungeon and he's being tortured and he's, you know, he's in these cage fights, uh, forced cage fights where his skin is like basically like ripped off of him. And he like <laughs> is injected with some like potion that makes you like heal very quickly so that they can go back and do it again. So he's just a scarred up mess, you yeah. know, and, and, but to sort of like pause at this moment and really go internal with her. And, you know, her experience with these scars on her body where she just feels are they're, they're like the physical manifestation of all the ugliness that she experienced in her life um, and what that does to her and her self-esteem. And to sort of pull that out at that moment, I thought was just absolutely gorgeous. And it, it made me sort of like yearn for their connection even more. Thank you. You're welcome. I love I loved this scene. <laughs> The hardest, the, honestly, the hardest part of writing that book was I'm such a goofy person. Like mm. I really, I'm just, I'm just such a big goof, and I, I have a tendency of putting a lot of humor, like inappropriate, sarcastic <laughs> humor. But we need it in this book. Yeah. Oh. Pulling it back, like there was a lot of just sarcasm. Right. And that I must have cut like twenty thousand words just in sarcasm in really inappropriate spots and it was too much it was just too much okay all right and like because I, I was trying to really put a balance of both and I was like eh, no you know take that out take that out 
And I was like, I was putting too much humor in it. And a friend of mine, there was only, I think it was only two people who read the book before, um, before it actually, no, there was one person who read the book before it went to an editor. And she was like, it's, it's too funny. It's too funny. And I was like, what? Like, and she was like, no, 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 there's too much sarcasm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went back and I, and I had to trim a lot of it out. And a lot of it was actually in the sex scenes. Huh. And she was like, you're making it too goofy. But there, there is some that I did leave in, like the birth that I left in. And when, um, like when Jamie gives a thumbs up, like right. that's very much me. Like that's yeah. very much my inappropriate humor at inappropriate times. I have a tendency of doing that. Like when I get nervous, I ramble and I make inappropriate like jokes. <laughs> like that's just me, like, you know? But, but I like love the, I, I love the humor because these two needed it. Yeah. You know, they really did. They needed some levity. They they were going through so much shit, you know, yeah. and they just needed that levity. And it was beautiful that they could have it with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like the most necessary part is that they found their person, you know, yeah. which I loved. Um, well, that's, that's what Jess is. Jess is going to be a little, Jess is, again, he's, that's the light book in the series. And that's going to be right. like the only light book in the series. Um, the rest okay. is like, the rest is going to be heavy, like really heavy, <laughs> really dark. <laughs> I, right, got another little like, bit. I love Havoc. Like that character, I love him so much that we're actually going to get an, a doll. We're going to get a, 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 a Cane Corso. The one that was really big, like the, like the really big Mastiff. The black oh. thing, they're, they're Italian Mastiff. It's going to be huge. And um, we're actually naming him Havoc after that character. That's how much I love that character. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Oh my God. Yeah, that that's one, number three, right? That's the third yeah, one. And okay. that character is just, I'm already taking notes on that one like I'm actually jotting that cool. like hand jotting down notes for that book so, I love it yeah. oh my god I'm excited <laughs> for that. okay it's easy to talk tough outside of an intimate situation but I'm suddenly tongue-tied and unsure the person I was before tonight is a stranger not even the same species and I realize it's because my guard is down and who I am in this moment is the me behind the wall not the person pretending to be me, but the shy woman living in the shadow of our resilience of the resilient survivor. Wraith shakes his head. Can't be timid. Not the way we're gonna going to do it. You need to get right with that fact. Oh God. Wraith takes my hand and stands me up. Then waits. I tuck my hair behind my ears and awkward as hell, drop to my knees. I'm gonna be awful at it, but hey, practice makes perfect, and every woman starts somewhere, right? Face to penis with Wraith is a hell of a thing. Every part of him is massive, and I won't lie, his dick is as formidable as the rest of him. But it's also fascinating, because as much as he says, I'm his, he's also mine. And with that revelation comes an exhilarating bit of power over a man who prides himself on never giving up authority over himself. Especially, I'm sure, after everything he's been through. But right now, he's giving himself to me, and I intend to find out exactly what gives this man pleasure. See, and again, like you're able to weave in his history um, into that moment, into that really intimate moment. And, and she recognizes that, that his history, his bad history, that's like a part of him now. And I, I kind of forget, I, I feel like I forget these not really little things when I write my steamy bits. I think maybe I do get a little bit zeroed in on the, oh my God, how many arms does this person have? And like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I, I had to go back. Trust me. I had to go back. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, there was you... a couple of extra days in, in the book. I had to go back and yeah. I had to make sure that there was enough days. I actually, again, 
I keep a, a spreadsheet of how many days. I have actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I make sure that all my days and when I go back, I know I'm doing a sex scene. I make sure that all the limbs are counted for. Right. Right. So when you're going back, do you, or is that what you're finding? Or are you actually sort of like layering in some of these things like that? Like, oh, I layer it in. You're layering I, it in. Okay. Yeah, I do. At first, my, my rough draft, like my first draft, it's all about just like, it's more like, um, I, I, I don't know if I'm using the right term, but I make it like a paint by numbers. It's like, the, it, it's very, very, very rough. Okay. Um, and then I go back and I add the emotion, the movement all of that stuff. And, and again, I, I go back and I, everything I do, I do on a spreadsheet. It, I'm very crazy about my spreadsheet. I like totally want to see one of your spreadsheets. I will. I'll send it to you. I Can will. you share totally a spreadsheet? I'm very curious how you do this. Yeah, I'll send you spreadsheets. I, they're crazy. I have a spreadsheet for everything. Yay. And it, it literally, I have them and they're like running spreadsheets throughout the whole book. And actually they're throughout the whole series. And I, literally like I keep a track of how many days of the week there are in, in my books, what date, like each chapter, what day it is. And as I'm writing the book and then like, so with Jester, I'm at 78%. Like I know roughly how much, like how many words I'm going to have in the book. Okay. So right now I'm about two to three weeks away from, cause I know how fast I write. I I'm a very slow writer. Me too. So I have about 25,000 words left with Jester. So I know that's going to take me about two to three weeks. Again, very slow writer, so no one laugh at me. So now I'm going back and I'm starting to edit from the beginning. So okay. I'll write at certain points of the day and then I'll go back and I'll edit certain points in the day. So that will keep the characters fresh because as you know, as you, as you write, you kind of get, um, I don't know if you do, but I do. I kind of sometimes lose the core feel of my characters as I go along. Yeah, you know, I can, yeah, I, I can relate to that totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like sometimes like you forget their voice or, or something, you know, just stupid like little things, you know. Yeah. So I got sometimes I have to go back and I have to remind myself of who these characters are. Right. So that's that's what I'm doing. I'm going back and I'm editing them a little bit, you know. I'm writing fresh a little bit, and I go back and I look through my spreadsheet, and I I remember what day I'm on and. So now I'm also adding a little bit of movement, a little bit of emotion. So yeah. And then, you know, that, that's how I layer all that stuff in. Okay. But if, if I didn't, you would get a very cardboard cutout <laughs> of this hand goes here, that yeah, okay. leg goes there. And no one wants to read that because that's terrible. That's boring. <laughs> But that's what you get. <laughs> okay, this is a few that makes me feel because sometimes I feel like this stuff bursts out of other writers like fully formed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, oh no. So, how many words a day do you think you write? I know it's so hard to say, but I'm very oh. slow too. I'm not a. I am not one of those. I can turn out a book a month. No, I can't do it. Yeah, no. Um, oh God, it really it depends on the day. Right. Some right. days I can write two thousand words. Okay. Some days I, I don't write, I literally will not write any, but on an average, I want to say about 500. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's really, it's not a lot. I know yeah. authors who will hear my word count and they're like, really? That's it. 
I, I, I just don't write. I remember though too, I, I work a full-time job. From right. Home. You have a job. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah, when nine, I'm working, I write less. Yeah. From yep. nine to five, I am at that computer and I have a full work schedule. So it's not like I'm sitting here, like, you know, just waiting for an email or answering an email. I am dedicated to working. I, you know, I have a full, you know, job that I work all day long. Right. And, you know, I, on my lunch break and I actually take a physical lunch break. So like I will, but you know, I don't know, you know, it varies throughout the day, you know, each day, what time I actually take my lunch break, but I take an hour for myself and I, I stay at that computer and I'll write. And that's when you're doing the right. Cause yeah. Cause not only you have your family, you have your kids, mm-hmm. you're looking after your kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you have a full day, you yeah. know, and, and I do, you know, when I have, um, when my job is full time, which sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Ah, the joys of freelance. Um, you know that then there's definitely a lot less writing going on because I have to dedicate my time to to that work. And then I have, you know, I have my family. I've got my kid. I've got, you know, I've got other other responsibilities too. And so, then they're yeah. selling the book. Then they're selling rates. Yes. And then you know, we've got I knew, marketing and all that on top I knew, of it. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a lot of work. You know, I knew it would. I I went and I tell everyone like you know. Having had a publishing house, I knew going into it, I had a plan. Uh, you know, I, I had this set. I said, oh, I got this. That plan went out the window. Oh, Once, shit. You know, I, I had my shit together. I was like, I, I got this. And then I published three. It came out on December 15th. On December 16th, I went, what the hell was I thinking? I thought I had every duck in a row. My ducks were spinning and they were swimming in different directions. Oh, no. <laughs> I really? knew nothing because, gotta remember, I sold my company in 2014 when right. everything was different in this industry. Everything. You know, the marketing was different. Yeah, marketing, and it's also yep. different as a publisher than it is as an independent author. Right. You know, everything was just not the same. So I knew nothing of this industry the way it is now, as opposed to what it was in my role as a publisher in 2014. Right, right. I was thrown for a loop. (laughs) I walked into this thinking, I got this. I didn't have it. (laughs) What was the biggest change? Social media. The way social media media is. Okay, all right. 100% the way social media works right now. Okay. It is so different than what it was. And again, my role as a publisher was different as opposed to my role as an author. So the last time I marketed myself as an author was 2007, no, 2006. Wow. Yeah. 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 Put it like this. The last time I was, I was on social media as an author was on MySpace. Oh my God. Don't laugh. But yeah, it was MySpace. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah. Damn. So, mm-hmm. Damn. So there was that. So it, yeah, things are very, very, very different. And like I said, I thought I thought I had it knocked, and I really didn't. So it, I had to I had to unlearn what I thought I knew, and then I had to relearn something completely different. And it was scary, and it was frustrating. But now I'm having so much fun, as you see on TikTok. <laughs> I know you're, you've taken to this social media thing, um, this, the non-MySpace social media, very, very well. <laughs> it just looks that way, but it, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. When can we expect Jester? 
Uh, Jester is releasing October 25th. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, that, that one, like I said, that one's going to be lighter. It's going to be more fun. Faith is an actual fun character. She is not, she, she's unintentionally funny. Oh, good. Because she does not give a shit. <laughs> she, she is fun to write because Jester, you know, for those who read Race, you know he is the class clown. Uh, he has a sarcastic comment for every situation and she doesn't take his bullshit at all. So writing a character that stands up to that is hilarious. That's great. I love it. Uh, where can, where's the best place for readers to find you on the internet? ReneeRocco.com and all my links are all on my homepage. Excellent. And I will have I'm those. everywhere. I am literally everywhere. <laughs> I will have those in the show notes. And you're great on TikTok. I like totally, you. I highly recommend following Renee on TikTok. It's super, super fun. And she is like I release a video a day, except on the weekends. I take I take my Saturdays and Sundays off. But I do Monday through Friday. I release a new video. Oh my god! Do you batch record? I'm very curious. Or do you do it every? Like, do you actually record uh, every day, or do you like yeah. batch it? Okay, so I do some. Some days I do. I batch record, and some days I I actually do make videos every morning. I drop my old my youngest daughter off at quarter after nine in the morning. I come home, and I make fresh videos literally almost every day. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You're so good at it. I'm like, you're like my inspiration. I'm still scared to do it. Like I've done, like I said, I've done a couple, but I'm like, I'm always staring at your, I'm like, I rewatch your shit. Cause I'm like, and so I'm just going to tell you right now, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I might copy you until I get comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I really thought that it was just, I was going to like be ridiculous, but it's just, it's fun. It's just, it's fun. It really is. Like I made, like, I think I made four today, this oh morning, my God. but I'll only, I'll probably only use one and the rest I'll, they'll just stay in drafts and then I'll end up deleting them. Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. I'll be like, oh, my nose looks really big in that one. I'll be like, ew, my profile, my nose looks like, you know, I could suck up a tank through it. And then oh like, God. I won't, I won't use it. And then like, I'll just delete it. Or then I'll be like, ew, look, you could see like, you know, all my, the lines on my forehead or like I used to smoke like cigarettes. Yeah, me like too. Like way back, like a billion years ago. And you can see the lines around your lips. Yeah, I have so I that. told my husband, yeah. I'm getting Botox. He's like, you're not getting Botox. I'm like, no, I really am. <laughs> He's like, no, you're really not. I'm like, no, I really am. <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, I've got like a little, like, I've got like this really deep line in between my um my eyes from where I squint. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I got that, that too. That, like, like I don't mind mind. getting old. It's just like the, the, the well, okay. No, I, do, I mind. But it's just, <laughs> the two things bother me is my white hair and the lines above my lips. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't mind the aches and the pains. You know, those come with the territory, which everything hurts, like from my neck down. Like I'm okay <laughs> with that because you can't see that. Right. <laughs> the white hair and, and just the lines above the lips. I don't know why those, those like really bother me. I don't know. I don't well, know. I don't see them on the videos. I totally wouldn't have. Well, I don't even filters, know. Girl, beauty mode and filters. And a <laughs> lot of cover up. A lot. And hair dye. Hair dye is your friend. Why do you, I'm a natural, like, oh, my hair is almost black. Yes. Okay. Naturally almost black. I am so Italian. Like, oh, let me tell you. I'm like, <laughs> I go back to the original olive in Italy. 
<laughs> so that, that's why, like, you know, I had to lighten it up because you, you literally look like someone drew, like, with a white crayon around my head as soon as the hair starts growing in, and it looks so bad. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's see, why I'm, I had to go light. I have, um, I have, like, lighter hair, so it does, but I can see it, like, I can see all my grays, and since I haven't been to a salon since COVID, um, I'm, like, ridiculous with the grays. Yeah, so you go to the salon, I do it myself, and then my hair, my my uh, stylist goes, really? Again with the box color? I'm like, look, you charge too much, okay? I'm no, a popping artist. Leave me alone. I started <laughs> about five years ago. I started like I, I started getting um, bad reactions to hair dye oh, my, no. with my scalp. And so I have to go get it done and they have to do like a whole like it's, it's a washout process because I can't handle the chemicals anymore. Well, I dyed my hair once blonde so many times in one month that I fried my hair off and gave my right. I gave myself a close a chemical haircut. Yeah, I know that. That was fun. I went from having hair that was past my bra strap to almost to my scalp. Wow. So that was fun. And I was a grown-up. Okay? <laughs> I can't even blame being like an adolescent. I was a grown-up. So that just goes to show you don't mature with age. No. Okay. And this is why I write what I write. Because some of us just don't want to grow up. Yeah. We, we want to stay children forever. Well, I'm thrilled that you don't want to grow up because this series <laughs> is the bomb. And so I just am very happy to keep it going. So don't grow up. Don't grow up. Don't grow up. I'm so going to stay ridiculous. This. I'm going to skid into that grave like just a grown kid, just having fun, giggling, giggling. I'm going to, I'm going to giggle. If, <laughs> right if I was, it. if I was still living in New Jersey, I would totally be like, okay, when are we hanging out? now let's go coffee right now now let's hang up and just let's go i'll be like i'll meet you i'll meet you at seaside heights like the, i think the the best come like i was tiktok and say tiktok has been like the most welcoming community like ever i love it i love everyone there i have met like the best people there but say tiktok i love i love it i love it i have told more people like what you see on those videos and in the comments and whatever that is who I am. Like, you know, I know I'm lip syncing and everything, but that ridiculous bitch, that goofy wench, that is exactly who I am. Like what you see and in the books or whatever, that's my personality. Like that's right. who you see. Like that's yeah. who you get. So if you, if you like that, write me, you know, shoot me an email, text, you know, message me. I'm going to message you right back. I'm always by my phone. I'm always on my computer. I'm going to text you back. I'm going to message you right back. And we're going to have a great conversation. So awesome. reach right on out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Renee, thank you so much for, for doing this. It's been so oh, much fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we connected. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love for you to come back when Jester comes out. I would love to talk to you again. So you're, you're so cool. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sign up to get email alerts when a new one goes live at lgreco.rocks. And don't forget to five-star us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next time.